Listening to KAYT 88.1 FM, Gina Alexandria, 98.9 FM, Monroe, West Monroe, 92.5 FM, Shreveport, Greenwood, 100.1 FM, Lake Charles, and KQJO, 99.3 FM, St. Joseph, Louisiana, Natchez, Mississippi. Praise the Lord, everybody. This is the Restoring Faith Broadcast, and I am Dr. Christopher Manuel, pastor of the Smyrna and Maranatha Seventh-day Adventist Churches in Alexandria. We desire to present the gospel message of Jesus Christ to a dying world in these final moments of Earth's history. And now, today's broadcast. That God would prefer that we make a choice and it be wrong so he can correct it. That we sit up and don't make a choice at all. all right. Because when we don't make a choice, we tire the angels. Uh-huh. Yes, In other words, we make the angels tired. What you gonna do? How you gonna do this? You gonna go right? You gonna go left? The angels are trying, they don't decide for you. They're waiting for you to make a choice. Amen. For right or for wrong. Amen. But it's the grace of God yeah. that keeps us upon the straight and narrow. Somebody ought to say amen. So here in verse 9, talking about the direction, verse 9 he says, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall guide me. It's the direction, brothers and sisters. He says, the depths where no one else is, you may be in the deep of your stuff. The pit of a place of the Jackson, nobody, no money can pay. But the deeper we are, God is even deeper. We talk about the rock. God made the rock. So he's deeper than the depths in which he called into existence. Are you listening to me today? So however deep you think you are in your stuff, God says, I'm deeper, I'm catching you. I've created a net to keep you because the Bible says, he says, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Even there, the direction that God chooses for me to to go in, even sometimes I trip up. Point to yourself. Point to yourself. Even I trip up. We trip up. You know why? Because we've chosen the wrong GPS coordinates. Mm-hmm. Uh, rerouting, rerouting. Yeah, yeah. God, <laughs> God is rerouting. Uh huh. You know why? Because you got a bad signal. You in the wrong place. That's why you don't have any towers around you in places where you find yourself walking. And I'm not talking putting one foot before the other. I'm talking about you're in some places in your own mind where you shouldn't be because of the mess that you ingest. Somebody else say amen. Amen. You got to be careful in what you read. Careful in the people that you hang around because they can sometimes, even some of us in the church, can sometimes have you in the wrong direction. Let me go to the next point, brothers and sisters, not only in making choices, do we find ourselves needing to be on the right direction? But sometimes, brothers and sisters, in making choices, we crave the darkness. We crave the what, everybody? We crave the darkness. You don't believe me? Go to verse 11 and 12. You'll find something. You'll find something here in 11 and 12. Come on. He says, if I say, surely the what? Darkness shall cover me. 
and the light about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. That's the text. What do you mean? There are six examples of darkness mentioned in this verse right here, verse 11 and 12. There are six examples of darkness. Because he mentioned, surely the darkness shall cover me, and surely the light be about night. See, that's the second one. Even darkness, that's the third one, is not dark to you. That's the fourth one. Even night, that's the fifth one, is bright as the day. And even darkness is as light to you. That's six times that he mentions in verse 11 and 12 alone that darkness is here. And darkness represents us walking in the flesh. Are you listening to me? However, brothers and sisters, however, therefore, come nevertheless, there are three examples of light mentioned in the text. That means God is there. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If surely the darkness shall cover me, he says, and the light about me. First mention of light. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright. Second mention of light in here as the day. For darkness is as light. Third time mentioned with you. Do you see this in the verse? So God here lets us know that he is there even in the midst where we want to use the darkness as a blanket and cover up. We crave the darkness because of the stuff that we are in or that we're going through. We crave the darkness sometimes, uh, Spencer, to hide from the direction that God wants us to go in. Let me put on some cloak of darkness because I really don't want I really don't want to see, Brother Rodney, what God is leading me because I see the light right now. Not at the end of the tunnel, but yet upon the journey. Mercy. Because he's trying to show us in the midst of our journey, there are some detours. There are some do not enters. There are some one ways. I'm talking about the road, y'all. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? There are some places God said, "Uh uh-uh. And those flashing red lights, not the flashing yellow ones, the flashing red ones where he said, you need to stop. Stop gossiping. Stop talking about folk. Stop running folk away from the church. Stop going the direction you're going in in your mind and reading stuff that you shouldn't be reading. Stop talking to people the way you do in your own household and expecting a positive change. I'm trying to be in the house today, Maranatha. We need to stop being like that and making the choice. If you're expecting God to put you in a certain place, you've got to learn to stop craving the darkness. Amen. Our appetite and what we read need to change because then we won't have those cravings of darkness. Even in darkness of the cover-up, we cannot run from God. Did you know that? David mentioning here in verses verses 11 through 12, he says, Surely the darkness shall cover me. He says, And the light about me is light to you. God, how in the world? Think about how God thinks because, you know, he can see the end from the beginning and he sees through the stuff that we're trying to hide. How in the world? Can we hide anything from the most high? Because somebody who never sleeps nor slumbers, I'm talking about Jesus. Somebody who never sleeps nor slumbers, and we can't feed him even if he would get hungry. <laughs> huh? We don't have enough money in the bank or in the escrow or the ERA or whatever crazy letters that you got for savings to pay for what God has done for us. Somebody ought to shout glory. There is too much that God has done for us for us to continue to crave the darkness. The darkness ought to be an inspiration to you to find the light of his glory. Every time that darkness tries to keep in, I need to put, God, give me a flashlight. Every time the darkness tries to keep in, God, turn on the stadium lights. Y'all know about stadium lights, do you? Back in T, 
Texas at AT&T Stadium, that stadium can hold good 100,000 people. That's almost three times the city of Alexandria. I'm talking about the population. So if it can hold that many people, how much power do it cause to keep the lights on in that place? Well, when you're walking through the dark areas of your life, God, I don't need you to put on the closet light. I need you to turn on the stadium light. For everywhere there is darkness, I don't need to walk in it because it's not pleasing to you. And when we think about in this relationship, brothers and sisters, what's not pleasing to God, you know what? We walk in a better place. We'll pay attention to the signs because we got the lights on. Are you listening today? Your children need flashlight capability. They need to use the LCD lights so they can see. Y'all ain't going to talk to me today. What's LCD? You know them big old lights, them lights they have on them trucks that when you're driving at nighttime and it seems like they got their brights on? They don't have their brights on. That's a different type of light that they use on the newer vehicles today. Maybe you need to change the filament in your light because they're flickering. Uh Because you got some people around you that's breathing dark. Yeah, maybe you got some friends around you that yeah, they they creeping and they really don't need they mean you no good. Maybe you got some Lord help me. Maybe you got some family members like that. And you need to remind them don't be don't be evil with your stuff now. Because you can hold righteous stuff and still be evil. You gotta be careful and tactful. How everybody? Tactful on how you talk to people. Because we're dealing in a world today, yeah, we haven't bound, but we, we're putting people in hell every day. And we don't have to say it in our words. We'll think it in our mind, and we think God can't see it. That's walking in darkness. Jesus is truly the light of the world, brothers and sisters. And the Bible says that there is no darkness in him. Well, brothers and sisters, not only that, <laughs> not only when walk, making choices do we crave the darkness, And not only in making choices do we have to find the right direction. But lastly, brothers and sisters, when making choices, God gives you a glimpse of your destiny. (laughs) He gives you, what everybody, a glimpse of your destiny. Well, where can I find that at? Verses 13 and 14. I like this part. He gives you a glimpse of your destiny. Well, how can he do that? How can God give me a glimpse of my destiny? All I see is darkness because I'm hungry because I've been eating the cookies of darkness. I've been eating the cake of darkness. I even have the chewing gum of darkness. Well, how can he give me a glimpse of my destiny? Right there, verse 13 to 14, he says, For you formed my inward parts. (laughs) You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, God, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works, and my soul knows it well. Well, what does that mean? How does God give me a glimpse of darkness? It's easy because God starts showing you stuff about yourself. And if you really love yourself and if you really love God, you'll begin to make changes because you want to walk and make make right choices and walk in the right direction. Do I have any believers in here today? If you start seeing stuff, can I use, just use a mirror? If you just start seeing stuff in a mirror and you start seeing stuff look different and you got to take some stuff off and I'm not talking about some little old makeup because some of y'all be wearing Sharpie for eyebrows. Amen. <clears throat> Sometimes you have to draw them on. Amen. Y'all, y'all look like y'all, some of the old folk got offended right quick. You see them young people, they got offended. Well, I used to be wearing on makeup anyway. Sometimes you have to cover blemishes. 
Y'all scared to admit it, uh-huh. Sometimes you have to cover blemishes and marks that happened just the day before in a fight. Yeah. But we don't fight here in Maranatha. We just talk about stuff, you know. We, we fight in different ways, you know. We, we fight through texting. When our subject and verbs do agree. We fight through emails and when we're trying to send them to certain folk and then don't, when we forget that we, we put it in a group email instead of a single email and send the wrong information to somebody else and they find out who y'all were talking about. Amen. Then you're trying to smile and say happy Sabbath when they walk in the door. Hey, happy Sabbath. No, heifer, you just finished talking about me. Use the kind word then because you, you know, you have to be careful when some folk talk like that. You know, you have to be careful. Amen. But here, when God gives you a glimpse of your destiny, he starts showing you stuff yeah. about yourself. And I'm so grateful to our God yeah. that he shows us stuff about myself first yeah. before he starts showing you about myself. Oh, I just said something to you right there. I would rather God show me about me yeah. instead of him showing you about me yeah. that I have not changed. Somebody else say amen. You wouldn't want yourself to be at your desk, yeah. at your job, and your supervisor see something about you yeah. that you dealing with, that you trying to cover up with that craving of darkness, yeah. Yeah. and God done showing you a glimpse of your destiny. Yeah. That means that there are some changes that need to be made. Yeah. Well, what does he begin to do, Pastor? I'm glad that you asked. You find it in verse 13. God begins to show you the past tenses of your life. Verse 13, past tenses. For you formed me. Past tense. For you knitted me. Past tense. Meaning he already done these things. Yes, sir. And since He's done it in this type of fashion. That that means there ought to be some alterations to your walk with him. There ought to be some modifications to the steps that you're making to make it into the kingdom. Because, honey, you ain't going to impress nobody down here. You might look good to them today. But here come Tuesday. We thank you all that. Oh, there we go. Y'all were just friends the other day. Now you acting, now you acting in some type of way, and you feel some type of way in your spirit. Now you acting all different. You don't got spiritual. And now you, now you, now you, now you acting like you better than I am. No, 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 honey. I thought we was on the same road together. No, 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 Linda. You don't change now. You don't start acting different. No, no, no. When God changes you from the inside out, you're making choices now differently. Do I have any believers in the house today? So when God makes past tense changes in your life, you have to make sure that your subjects and your verbs agree from now on. Somebody else say 